buddy. Connor, how are you, mate? Connor, my brother. Long time no chat. Oh, it's been a fucking long, long time. It's good to have you on, man. It's good to be here. I'm honoured, you know. I've had a few interesting guests so far, so I feel quite privileged to be here. Yeah, yeah. Look, it's been a, it's been a star-studded lineup so far, you know, if I, if I might say. But I reckon you're the... Uh, Probably the biggest comedian I've had uh, out of everyone. You're quite, no a fresh funny, day. quite a funny bloke, mate. All right, let's let's get a cheers going because I know me and you. I've probably had a bit of a a mixture of the whiskey the last few episodes, but let's cheese this shit right here, mate. Cheers, brother. <laughs> what are you drinking? Uh, in the spirit of you and I, we're both very big UFC fans, so I've got the good old proper twelve from Conor McGregor himself, my namesake. So I gotta be drinking his whiskey today. Yes, fuck yes. All right. Well, I've got a Scotch whiskey again, Arnock. If you can see that, it's uh, from the uh, whiskey whiskey club. Um, we we sign up to that. You get a fucking whiskey every month. So anyway, that one, that's a Scotch. So cheers, mate. Have a drink. Cheers. We're uh, gonna have a few today, I reckon. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be very dangerous. You're the, you're the whiskey expert, as you can see. There's quite a few sort of drinks behind me and i'm not really a whiskey drinker so you're you're here to educate me oh uh, yeah i mean i've spoken about whiskeys a few times on the podcast and yeah i, I definitely am uh well scotch whiskey is probably the biggest one that i mean most people drink scotch whiskey i'd say single malt um but it looks like you've got a few bottles in the back there can't really see i see that big old jim beam there but that's a bullshit blender um uh, <laughs> more of a white claw man myself so we got the white claws here today and if you've, if you've been uh, following my Instagram over the past few days, you know I'm a very big fan of uh, shotgunning drinks. Uh, I've recorded a tutorial on how to do a shotgun, so that's going to go up today on Instagram. So I'll do a shotgun for you today on the show. Oh, fuck yeah. All right. You can, you can give us a sneak peek. I think you, you actually sent me the video of you doing the, the full, the one that you're going to post. Fuck, mate. It's a proper, it's a proper four-something-minute four uh, uh, how-to for, for shotgunning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I say on the video, this is an amateur hour. You see all the uh, the old videos, you know, the rednecks and stuff like that, frat boys in the States, they just crack <laughs> into the can and bite into it, spraying everywhere. No, 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 no. Headbutt it, don't they? Yeah, 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 all that stuff. No, this is, uh, I, I do things properly, I do things right. Yeah, fuck yeah, man. I look, White Claw, I, I like, like I was just saying before we, before we started recording, I've never actually had a White Claw before. I didn't even know what it was. I thought it was a beer. They're, yeah, so they're an alcoholic seltzer, which is like sparkling water and alcohol. Um, pretty sure it's vodka. I'm not 100% sure, but they're low calorie. They're like 90 calories a can and you know, yeah. 1.2 standard stuff like that. The only thing is they're super expensive. So for like a slab of those, it's like 120 bucks. Fuck. That's yeah. Really expensive. Holy so shit. they're good. They're delicious. I just don't know if they're worth it at that price. 80 calories a can, you know, you got to look after that physique, mate. <laughs> 100%. But in saying that, sometimes, you know, you go for a good old-fashioned beer. So I got the Cooper's Sparkling Ale there. Uh, I'll pour this for you as well. We'll get, we'll get cracking into that. Cooper's, I think Cooper's are the best beer going at the moment. South Australian brewery. Uh, this mm. is delicious. 1.7 standards, pretty strong, pretty punchy. You have Oof. two, three of these, you'll be on your ass. Absolutely delicious. Pale Ale? Uh, it's called the Sparkling Ale, so... Sparkling now, okay. Yeah, and they're, they're quite funny, Coopers. If you're familiar with the uh, brewery process and, dis and creating beer, essentially what they do is they remove one step in the, in the process. So they just don't filter their beers. So a lot of Coopers beers, you'll see they're very cloudy and stuff like that. Oh, okay. And they, mar they market it as, oh, it adds more flavor to the beer. 
when reality is they've just removed one whole step out of the brewing process to save money. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious, but I reckon they're delicious. So yeah, fuck. I think I've, I think I've had Coopers before. I'm not really a big beer beer person myself. Like generally, just if I do have a beer, it's usually like Carlton Draft on tap. If we go down to the pub or something like that, like during summer, I'd probably have um, Luke loves a fucking VB. He gets on the VBs all the time, mate. Hundred <laughs> percent. I think VB, VB is so oh, underrated. Yes, VB boy. So underrated. <laughs> If it's not out of a tin, I won't drink it though. You gotta drink VBs out of a tin can. That is the only way to drink a VB. And the positive side, if you have a tin, you can shotgun it. You can't shotgun a glass bottle. (laughs) There you go. See, there's always practicality. So you've got yourself the bloody uh, Coopers as well. You've poured that obviously into a cup. I can see, and and you got yourself the fucking proper twelve as well. You got on fucking what's it called? Uh, Double parking, mate. (laughs) Uh, It's uh, we haven't cracked open a white claw yet, so. I, I could be triple parked, but you know, triple parked. we'll take it as it comes. <laughs> All right, mate. So you spoke about, um, as you were pouring your proper 12, you said, uh, UFC, you're a UFC fan. I'm kind of like getting into it myself, like more and more. Uh, I've, I've been thinking about actually buying a UFC pass. Um, do you actually, do you have the U- UFC pass or? No, I don't actually. Um, I was the kid uh, when I was like 18, I was like begging mom, can we buy the pay-per-view, please? It's like $30 pay-per-view on Foxtel. I'd be like, please, like this, this can be like an early birthday present. And I'd beg her every month, like buy, buy me this pay-per-view. And I'd sit down and watch them every Sunday. Not anymore, mate. Now you're fucking, you're doing the dodgy, are you? Are you, are you getting no, illegally never. Or? <laughs> yeah. Don't know what you're on about. Yeah, there's no such thing as illegal just, streams. I don't know what you're talking about. There's someone usually fucking showing what the fights live on Facebook or something. They always get taken down. But now I'm actually thinking about legitimately buying it because it's. I think it's worth it. You get like all the the show yeah the full stuff. library. Yeah, and they're, they're pretty good in the fact that they do the behind the scenes. They have like a few docos and stuff like that. They explain sort of like backstories behind some of the fights and stuff like because these guys, as much as they are show, like fighters, they're showmen as well. Yeah, and they're selling a story to you. Dana White. Dana White is, is such a brilliant mind and he, he takes yeah. it from like Vince McMahon in WWE. You're there to sell a story. You're there. You, you can put two people in a ring together. If, if there's no backstory behind it, if there's, there's no reason for you to get invested, why did Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather sell as much as it did? Because they did that press tour where they went to every city and they were just talking shit the whole way. And everyone was sitting there. By the time the fight came around, I was like, oh, my God, can, can McGregor actually do this? Can he, can he cause an upset? There's just so much behind it. So that, that's, how you, that's how you make money. And that's what the game's about. They made a stupid amount of money. It was like three hundred million just to Mayweather, and I think McGregor was like one hundred eighty million or something. McGregor made more in that one boxing fight than he did his entire UFC career. Yeah, I think it was I think it was like one hundred eighty million or something. I don't know. I'm, I, I'm just pulling that number. I think that's the right, the right number. But well, if you get fight of the night in UFC, that's a fifty thousand dollar bonus. Really? So, in, in comparison to one hundred eighty million. Oh, uh, how, yeah, many, yeah. how many fight of the nights do you need? And I remember like the top guys were getting paid like 1.1, 1.2 million to show up. So Yeah, the UFC is like severely underpaid compared to, well, I mean, if you compare it to other sports and especially, especially uh, boxing, like it's, they don't, don't make as much money. Yeah, it's fucking insane. The, the amount of money that's in boxing, man. How I much think, money you're... I think how much money it's you're like oversaturated, yeah? It, it, with, with UFC, if you if you have Foxtel, it's on every weekend, right? So there's so much content to sort of digest. Whereas boxing, you have three, four marquee fights a year, 
all the money goes into those fights. So you, you, yeah. like you have to see it. Whereas UFC, it doesn't matter if I don't watch you know, fights tomorrow. It's been another one next week. Do they have it every week? They have, they have a fucking... They have week. been since, since like COVID and stuff like that. Dana uh, White Fight, was... Fight Island. Yeah, he was pretty good in saying that there's no live sport going on at the moment. I'm going to do everything I can to be the only only sport going. You Remember, um, I don't know if you watch The Simpsons, you're a Simpsons fan. There's an episode with Krusty and Sideshow Bob where Sideshow Bob gets a nuclear bomb and he goes, yeah, I'll detonate this bomb if you don't cancel all TV. And Krusty ends up going to like a shack in the middle of the desert. He's like, if I'm the only one in the air, I'll have 100% of the ratings. Oh. It's essentially Dana White during COVID. <laughs> he was like, if I'm the only live sport on at the moment, I'll have 100% of the ratings. And he did. Like, he, he was really the only much. one. Yeah, he was the only one crazy enough to fly to Dubai, set up an island where fighters were quarantining there. And like, he was the only live sport on at that time. Yeah, it's it's insane how how he set that up, man. Oh well, like he's a fucking businessman. He's done well, but the UFC is just like growing exponentially. Like over the last, I don't know, what like five, ten years or so. Like, when did the UFC actually start? Started well, early nineties. I don't want to misquote or get it wrong, but it started like mid nineties, early nineties, and it's it literally started as. The, the whole promotion of it was human cockfighting. Let's just put, and the whole, yeah, the whole theory was you had these guys from like boxing, judo, wrestling, jujitsu, all saying like, uh, we're the best uh, form of martial arts. We're the best. So it was like these questions of what's actually the best form of martial arts, who would win if you put like an elite level boxer and an elite level kickboxer in a ring. So that's what they did with UFC. Let's, let's just pull all these all these freaks from all these different martial arts and, and see how they go. Just put them in a case. They had no weight classes back then. So if you go back and watch these videos, there's like 300-pound dudes. You're like Butterbean and shit like that. Guys, oh, yeah. huge. Yeah, huge guys like that getting into the cage with like 150-pound like Brazilian jiu-jitsu freaks. They just get there, like take a leg and like snap the Fuck leg straight up. away. Uh, fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> Yeah, buddy. How I seen a um a video on on Instagram like during the week that was I suck size like don't never say size doesn't matter and it was this guy like fucking two hundred pounds they like start wrestling with this dude this skinny dude and he just picks him up just fucking body slams him I like it's a, have you seen the video do you know what I'm talking about No, I don't. I haven't seen it. Oh, Luke, see if you can fucking find it up. I'm pretty sure the caption to the video was like. Um, like they never say size doesn't matter or something like that. I saw it was on um it was on Instagram about this dude. He's fucking huge man, probably like two hundred pounds. Picks his guy up, just fucking boom, just like slams him and like puts all his weight on him. And the guy, the camera zooms in on his head, and the guy's like fucking out of it. You know, blood coming out of his lip and shit. And I was like, holy fuck. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the whole concept behind you know the heavyweights. They name the heavyweights like the baddest men on earth because. You can watch, you know, Khabib Nurmagomedov, yeah, the guy's 150 pounds, he's an absolute mole, he's an absolute beast, yeah, he's 150 pounds, it's going to be some dude at home who weighs 250 sitting there going, he's, he's a little mouse, I can, I can fucking take him, you can't take him, but like people think they can because they're so small, yeah. whereas like you go watch like a 250 pounder actually go in, like Brock Lesnar, man, Brock Lesnar when he was in the UFC, oh, was, I love Brock Lesnar, I think the guy's an absolute beast. He's fucking like, ah, scary. He's the whole reason I started watching UFC because like, I, I grew up a massive WWE fan. Love Brock Lesnar a bit. That was my first ever pay-per-view. I watched 2002, The Rock versus Brock Lesnar for the WWE title. 
And yeah. I remember I was like, where's Brock Lesnar gone? What's he doing, man? What's he doing? Is he's fighting in UFC. He's doing this cage fighting thing. I got to watch this shit. So I started watching this shit and it just insane. And he's a champion at the time. I was like, That's just, you, can't, yeah. you can't say no to that. He's beast. That's where I kind of started. Um, not when I started watching wrestling. I mean, I was like, fuck man. I was probably watching wrestling when I was like, maybe six, five, six I years old. Like 99, 2000. You can't find it. No, nah. fuck. All right, don't worry about it. I explained it well enough, I think. But uh, um, yeah, fuck me. Like Brock Lesnar in the in the WWE was fucking insane. But like, I mean, that guy's like a super athlete. He's like, super athlete. He's he was like playing college football and everything. Man. I'm pretty sure he was a um, NCAA uh, heavyweight champion in in wrestling. Yeah, yeah, um, which is a big and- deal. Which is a very big deal. I'm pretty sure the Olympic team came asking for him and they wanted him to go to the Olympics and he was meant to be in the 2004 Olympics for USA. Uh, but like at the same time that he was wrestling for that, you had guys like Jerry Briscoe, who's like a scout for WWE, going and watching these amateur wrestlers and calling Vince McMahon going, I've just found you like the next best thing. Like you need to sign this guy. This guy's a freak. <laughs> so like there was no money in Olympic wrestling. All the money was in WWE. So he went straight to WWE and he was training there for like a year. If that two years in their developmental system, and he went straight up to the main roster and within six months, he was WWE champion. Guys, this guy's special. He's special. He's a fucking, he's like a phenom. Ah, and I don't know if you've ever seen, there's this hilarious video, absolutely hilarious video. He's doing an interview similar to this. And one of the guys asked him, like, how, how are you such an athlete? Why are you so good at what you do? Because he grew up on a farm and stuff like that. The same, like, is <laughs> your farm boy strength and stuff like that. And he straight looks the guy in the eye, straight, straightest face ever. And he goes, I got the genetics of a black dude. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and, like, only Brock Lesnar can get away with saying that. If anyone else said that, you'd be like, fuck that guy, oh man. But Brock God. Lesnar said it, you're like, oh, my God. Yeah, he's a, he's a fucking beast, man. Like, it's just, he's, he's a scary looking dude. Like, his neck is so thick. Like, he's, he's got no fucking neck. It's just, like, shoulders, head. <laughs> yep. Like, his traps joined from here straight up. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, you don't actually, like, he's so fucking big. I can't believe, like, if you look at, like, some of the heavyweights now. Oh, like, like John Jones is, like, one of the best UFC heavyweights, like, of all time. Like, arguably one of the best UFC, you know, fighters ever. And, like, he obviously, he never fought Lesnar. But, like, imagine a Lesnar-Jones fight. Like, you, you could just speculating imagine... speculating it. You could They're just imagine Lesnar fucking snapping him in two. <laughs> bad, bad. Jones is so, a freak, though. He's a freak. Jo- yeah, Jones was always a light heavyweight. So, he fought at 205 pounds. But he's just moving up to heavyweight now. And he posted some photos the other day on his Instagram at 240 or something like that. Oh, Guy wow. looks huge. Guy looks huge. Fuck. So I think he's gunning for that heavyweight title. I think Brock Lesnar, though, suffers for a little bit of the Mike Tyson that he, a bit of his mystique kind of leaves him once you hear him speak. Oh, <laughs> 100%. Have you seen the videos of him, like, slamming people in WWE? And he'll slam him and he'll scream. And, like, he'll scream, like, do the biggest yeah! girl scream. Exactly like that. 100%. <laughs> it's hilarious. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's he's fuck he's a funny bloke, man. Like I he I don't know if he can really cut a promo though. Like I, I remember listening, like watching him back in the WWE 
when he was in the WWE, like early on. And your research, back, mate. But... Cut a promo. That's some, that's some proper wrestling lingo. You've yeah, done your yeah, research. fuck yeah, man. Cut a pro- <laughs> man. I'm a huge wrestling fan. Like, I fucking love wrestling. Uh, he man. just comes to me when he needs uh, advice about current <laughs> wrestling, trust me. <laughs> no, no, no. Man, wrestling was like my life when I was a kid. I, I remember, like, the fucking PlayStation 1 fucking playing the old school like wwf man like this is like before wwe man this is wwf days like attitude era like late 90s early 2000s like when when that shit was fucking like ma rated man like they had fucking nude chicks on there fucking everything like full-on proper like blood and and all that bullshit like none of the pg stuff that happens now man (laughs) the only reason they went to pg was because uh linda mcmahon vince's wife joined the republican party and she's She's a congresswoman for the Republican oh, Party. So, so she's a massive Trump supporter as well. So, But why would you want to go PG though? Like if you join the fucking Republican Party. Like- yeah, it was because uh, they're also a publicly listed company. So they're not, a, they're not a private entity anymore. They're publicly listed on the share market. So anything that they do, as soon as they do some sketchy shit, their, their share price just drops. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's, it's you know, weird. Different, different society we live in as well. You know, you post something, as soon as it goes on social media, all it takes is one person to be like, I'm not, I'm not happy with yeah. this. Yeah. I don't know. Back, back then, you know, I, I fucking loved it when, when the wrestlers, wrestling just did whatever the fuck they wanted. Like for anyone listening or watching, um, that, that's a WWE fan or WWF fan from back in the day. Like, fuck yeah, man. Like WCW, ECW, you know, like old school, like Tommy Dreamer. Uh, and like, I think RV, RVD, Rob Van Dam. RVD's like, still going around these days, man. And he's, beast, he's man. like the biggest stoner out. It's the best really? thing ever. Oh. Yeah, you listen to him talk. All he does is, he's hilarious. But he's still like in great shape. He's, he was like ahead of the game. He was doing like yoga and split squats back in the day. Like when oh, Norm... Beast. No one was doing any of that stuff. All the guys were like going to bars and, and you know putting themselves to sleep with Valium every night after drinking a bottle of vodka. He was the one who was like in his in dressing room doing yoga and like stretching out <laughs> after every match. This is what he's still going around today because he was doing that stuff back then. And smoking a hell of a lot of weed. And smoking a hell really? of a lot of weed. Uh, RVD? 100%. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know if I follow him on Instagram, but I'm like, I might. I follow a ton of wrestlers. Massive dude. pothead. Massive. <laughs> yeah, fucking like back then, I think my favorites was like uh, the Hardy Boys. I love them. Like they had some, some fucking epic matches with the Dudley Boys. Hardy Boys, oh, Dudley yeah. Boys matches. Oh, fuck yeah, man. You see Matt Hardy now? He's a, he looks like a fucking fat old dad. <laughs> yeah, but some of the shit he's doing now, like they, they grow up and they get older and they, they start to realize that you know, their body can't do what they used to do. So they, they improvise and the, the character that Matt Hardy's built now, is just insane. Wasn't, he's, wasn't he playing like broken Matt Hardy or something? Yeah, was yeah. Like that? Yeah. And he was like, fucking did the crazy eyes where he's like looking around like he's fucking crazy. And he's talking about like the powers of the universe and how his yeah. like soul was sent from centuries ago. Oh, it's hilarious. Hilarious. <laughs> and like so many people will watch it and go like, this is just so far ridiculous. How can you watch this shit? Like, what are you doing? This is this is crazy. Like, you guys watch like Game of Thrones and shit like that. That shit's just as crazy. Right? <laughs> this is my thing. And saying that, I watch Game of Thrones as well. So yeah, that 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 crazy stuff though. Like for the wrestling's been happening like since since day one, man. Like even even when the Attitude Era was around, it was fucking crazy. Like weird. You know, they just have a look at like what Undertaker was. 
with Paul Bearer, you know, like if I can, he was like the funeral, Paul Bearer was like a funeral director and, and all that bullshit, like buried alive. Fun fact, fun fact, I don't know if you know this, but Paul Bearer, before he joined WWE, was genuinely a funeral director. Yeah, no, no, genuinely I know, that's a qualified what I'm mortician. <laughs> and like they paired him with The Undertaker because Vince McMahon found it funny. It's like, oh, you yeah. used to be a mortician? How about you actually be a mortician with The Undertaker? It's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, man. That guy, he, I, think he's, I think he's passed away now. Yeah, yeah I think he died. He died not not long ago. Um, but yeah, he was a fucking. He's like a. I'm pretty sure he's in the Hall of Fame, Paul Bearer. Mm, I think so. Actually. Old, I don't old school man. Quite wrong, but yeah. But fuck, man. Like, I, I I've been I've been in that in that fucking scene for for ages. Like I probably dropped off. Like like I think kind of as John Cena was coming to the top and. Um, like everyone used to talk about um, who was the guy who was like real big around that fucking like two thousand four five, um, like he's a fucking popular guy. Um, Randy Orton? Uh, no, 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 not Randy Orton. Go like keep, keep go like a few years after that. It was kind of when I stopped watching wrestling, Luke. It was um, two at the time where Edge and John Cena. It was like Edge, John yeah. Cena, Batista. No, nah, after them. Go go one step after. I think the guy's like MC or JC. Oh, CM Punk. CM Punk, that guy. Like, that like, like I have uh, no fucking. I've never seen. I've never seen a CM Punk. Punk match. Yeah, that was oh. what 2013. Oh, 13, really? Yeah, he, he did a while. I think 2010 was when he started to really. Come yeah, up see, like life. I, I, that's where I'm lost. Like I, I'm not even in the wrestling scene at that stage. I have no idea. Like I've never seen a CM Punk match. I have no idea. Actually, go go before him. I think the big guy was the yes. Yes. Yeah, Daniel Bryan and CM Punk were kind of like at the same time. Yeah, yeah like I, I've never seen a I've never seen a Daniel Bryan fucking wrestling match before, and he was like he's like huge. He was like the face of the company for ages, wasn't he? Yeah. And so the like, thing I, with Daniel Bryan, like he sort of came along a bit after CM Punk, and the thing with Daniel Bryan was because he was like five foot eight, like yay big, didn't look intimidating at all. It was like the whole everyman syndrome that like, hey, this could be you. Look at this guy. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you could be top of the WWE too. It's just a great story of like overcoming every odds and it's just like, traditionally wwe is like the land of the giants where you yeah know, you have to be like six foot five 300 pounds to do something and here comes this like five foot eight well, you know 100 and whatever i think they they kind of went from like yeah land of the giants these big guys to like really like more athletic dudes like that could actually do yeah. all these crazy shit you know like plyometrics and all this crazy stuff and that's the thing, like, back in the day, it used to be, the, like, the cruiserweights who were doing all that stuff. Like, Rey Mysterio at, like, 170 pounds, whatever he was, was jumping off the top rope and doing all these flips and stuff like that. But now there's guys at the top of the card weighing 250 pounds because they're just freak athletes. They're all doing all these weird, you know, plyometrics and CrossFit and stuff like that, you know. They, they can do all that crazy shit. And it, and it, it sucks for the smaller dudes because that, that was what they made their name on. They were the ones who were doing this cool flippy shit that all of a sudden, you know, the yeah. guys at the top start doing it. It's like, well, we just lost our bit. You know, what have we got to do? If those guys are doing that shit, what have we got to do? Yeah, it's it, it, the kind of whole game has changed, you know. Like back, like back when I was watching, the stuff that was like insane to watch was like how brutal could things be? Like how fucking crazy... Like, what was the craziest shit you could do? And I, and I remember fucking Undertaker throwing mankind off the fucking top of the hell in the cell. Like, anyone who says 
wrestling is fucking like like fake. Okay, like yeah, certain aspects of it is fake and that, but like if you've ever seen the video of mankind getting thrown off the top of the hell in the cell, like that you can't fake that shit, man. Like Luke, Luke, bring it up because there's gonna be some people watching this who 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 have no idea, or if, if they're listening, they can fucking look it up. The Undertaker throwing mankind off the hell top of the hell in the cell. Man, man, no, no, did he throw mankind? Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. So it's Mick Foley's yeah, mankind. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, at that time, it was because he's been he's been a dude love, dude love um, Mick Foley, Cactus Jack, Mick Foley, yeah. uh, mankind, and I think that's it actually. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I think that's it. So he, he, yeah, he had like three characters, and there was nights where he'd come out in all three characters. He'd do like one match in one character, and then next, and so on, so on. Here we go. It's coming up. Fuck, here we go. All right, let's see this shit. Fuck me, this is crazy. Hang on. I'll skip ahead to it a little bit. Here we go. Oh, so he looks like he's going to fall. Next minute. Boom. Holy fucking shit. Look how high that is, man. That's fucking insane. That's like 20 Holy feet, man. Fuck. Right. And he, and he doesn't just land like on nothing. He lands on the fucking announcer's table and smashes through it. Like he breaks the table. Yep. Fucking um, insane, man. Actually, hang on. Let me see if I can. Because in that same match, he gets choke slammed. Through, through the, the top of the yeah. cage, yes. which was unplanned because this spot was actually planned. And what was unplanned was him getting choke slammed and the cage breaking under his yeah. weight and him slamming onto the mat. He got a concussion. His tooth went through his top lip yeah. and was yeah, like poking out I'm, of his nose. If I'm pretty sure what happened was they had a steel chair up there. And as he's gone through the cage, the chair's gone down yeah. with this, him. This and is the, the chair, picture of the he's aftermath. Like, yeah. Hang on, where is it? Oh, I've, I've gone too far. That's the picture of what happens afterwards. He falls through this section and, like, just gets fucked up pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, and you're right. He's, he's, like, tooth ended in his nose here, and there's, like, a photo of him, like, leaning up against the ropes with, like, he's, he's like, a tooth here. And he's, yeah. like, the guy's got a booger. No, it's his fucking tooth, man. It, it's insane. Yeah, fuck me. Like, they, they were the fucking days, man, of wrestling. Like, have you ever seen the Attitude Era documentary? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah, that's a good fucking all. documentary, man. Seen them all. The, the one to watch is uh, the Monday Night Wars on WWE Network. So they, they do the perspective of WWE versus WCW. There you are. There's the photo. Oh, there's the photo. You see, like, the little white dot in his nose? That's like his tooth. Yeah, that's fucked. Holy shit. <laughs> he's a, he's next level Mick Foley. He, he's fucking, he's, he looks all right compared, uh, considering, like I've seen photos of him now, and he looks pretty good considering the shit he went through, man, because he yeah. was like known for like, like, like brutal fucking matches, or like hardcore matches, that's what like, I used to call them. This, this picture here is just after he had his ear ripped off by the ropes being too tight, and he went for a... Uh, a spot where his head gets caught in the ropes, but he didn't know that they had just tightened the ropes and he couldn't get his head out. And when he eventually freed his uh, head from the ropes, it caught on the back of his ear and ripped his whole <laughs> oh ear off. My God. There you go. That's a better oh picture God. of it. Fuck he ripped his, I think it was in a match against uh, Terry Funk, but uh, that might be Terry Funk's a brutal one. fucking wrestler as well, man. He did a lot of fucking dangerous shit back in the day. Uh, that was the ECW days where, like, fuck, yeah. they could get away with doing whatever the fuck they wanted. But, like, 
Um, the Monday Night Wars is a is a fucking insane as well. Oh, my my volume just went off. Um, the Monday Night Wars was like, yeah, that was like Monday Night Wars was WCW and Monday Night Raw. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah. So like my, Monday Night Raw, that was like, like Eric Bischoff days was like huge, man. Like they they were um Eric were pulling. Bisch- hang on, hang on. Eric Bischoff was with WCW. Yeah. Oh fuck! All yeah. right, and then, and then Eric Bischoff came to WWE like 2002, and the yeah, whole gimmick, yeah, yeah. the whole gimmick was that like, oh my god, as if Vince McMahon's brought his arch rival to WWE. It's hilarious. They, they didn't they buy him out? Yeah, yes. they genuinely bought it. That's why you can go on the network today and watch all their videos because yeah, they own me. And they, they were smart enough to say when they bought the company. They didn't just say we want to buy the name and we, we want to buy all the contracts of all the wrestlers that are there. They, they didn't do any of that. They were like, we want the library. We want the tape library because we know that these matches that are on here are going to be worth a fuck ton one day. And they yes, own yeah. all those matches. They're all on the network now. I'm pretty so sure it's the out. same thing with WCW. Maybe. Yeah, I think Not so. Sure. They've got all the WCW library as well. Yeah, yeah they got it all there. Yeah, so... Monday Night Raw was it was so big back in the day that they were pulling more numbers, like viewers' numbers in the US, than like Monday Night Football. So yeah. the, NFL, the NFL Monday Night Football would would be like the number one thing to watch. But Monday Night Raw, the wrestling was actually pulling bigger numbers, and it was just insane. Like it, it's crazy. That was going alongside WCW. So they were both pulling the same and like they were both pulling like 5 million a night. It was retardedly big for context. Like raw this, this week, I think it's done a 1.98 and like they'll brag about 1.98 being a good week for them. Fuck. Whereas back in the day, both of those companies were doing fives. Holy so shit. Yeah, That's I how big like, it was. I just feel like wrestling's dropped off a bit. Like it's just, it has because it's it's the nature of how we ingest content now because everything's yeah. so accessible on social media, Facebook and stuff like that. So the way they publish most of the content now is on a two-minute clip on Facebook. Here's the highlights yeah. from this week's Raw. And, you know, they'll get like 20 million views on yeah. that. But, I just know. don't think we'll ever get the same sort of stuff that we used to, you know. Like when they actually bought out um, WCW, and they were, they were doing like the, the, the invasion wars and like WCW would invade the WWF. And um, there was like images or videos of degeneration. Is it, was it De- degeneration X? Yeah. Yeah. And they're trying to like. Shawn Michaels, Triple J. Triple H. Triple J. Triple H. Triple J. Triple J. Jesus. I can, I can feel your, I can feel your teeth grinding, Luke. Um, <laughs> oh, no, it so, isn't the right word. So, so you know, like, <laughs> Wasn't it like um the road the road dog road dog Billy Gunn road dog the one. Billy Gunn Billy Gunn X Pac China <laughs> yeah, X Pac China yeah so they like Shawn sure Michaels that- and Triple Oh Shawn sure Michaels wasn't there at that time because he was uh, retired from injury yeah which was just an excuse yeah but that, i think he was there so the video i'm talking about is like they get in like a fucking army truck and they drive no nah, the... nah, there was no yeah there was no Shawn michaels, michaels there oh, and they're like they're like bang on the door yeah like banging on the doors <laughs> yeah so that's on the documentary and if you watch triple h talk about it he's like we had no idea what we were planning right so they, they had no idea what they were thinking to do they go geez what if what if they let us in what if they actually let us in 
so what? They let us in. Let, like, let's just <laughs> fucking go in. If if they let us in, we'll go all the way to the ring. Yeah. Like, they, these are the is. pictures you're talking about, Adam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, there we go. They got like a fucking army jeep. I want to there see if go. they've got the one where they get right up to the roller door and they start banging on the roller door. Yeah. Because they get like right up to the roller door of the... Here. Yeah. They're like, this is the, ro- this is the roller door to the arena yeah. that WCW was in and they're banging on the roller door <laughs> saying, let us in. Oh my God. Connor, can you actually uh, remember the, the entrance, uh, what they say when, when uh, Road Dog and Billy Gunn uh, come into the ring? Give, it, give us an impersonation, mate. I know you know it. Come on. <laughs> Don't make me do it. Don't make me do it. <laughs> no, nah, just, all right, fine. Do, do your fucking shotgun first. No, 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 no. no, no, no. I, I used to love Triple H. Adam, are you ready? No, 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 no. Are you ready? Well, for the millions watching at home and the thousands in attendance, let's get ready to suck it. (laughs) (laughs) And if you're not down with that, then we got two words for (laughs) you. Suck it. Are you talking about, you're talking about the road dog. No, no, yeah, no. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children yes. of all ages, D-Generation X would like to present to you the New Age Outlaws. He knows everything. I fucking rate that. Oh, yeah. have, have, you, have you ever seen the video of Shawn Michaels and Triple H where they, they got written a, a letter by the FCC saying... Oh, the that, press conference. Yeah, you, you're not allowed to say these words on national TV. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> because you know it's not TV friendly and stuff like that. So what they did was they they filmed a press conference and it was a direct spoof of if you've ever seen Bill Clinton's press conference when he was like c- confessing yeah. having you know extramarital oh, relations. It's exactly like that. Women. And it's, Sean Michaels gets up there. He's like, "We're not allowed to say these words on national TV." Fuck shit. Yeah, <laughs> and just proceeds to list them all on national TV and says them all. It's the funniest shit ever. Oh. Uh, Fucking hell, man. So they just did some fucking outrageous shit, man. Some of the best things that I that I remember was the uh, the the um, bar, the beer bath on the corporation by Stone Cold Steve Austin. That was fucking hilarious. And then um, they Kurt Angle quite did a parody of it and did a milk bath with the milk. <laughs> and the I, milk I saw you posting this. So you posted this week on like your your Instagram, Kurt Angle. He, st- he still runs with the whole gimmick of like he drinks milk with every meal. He's sitting there having like spaghetti with <laughs> a glass of milk, and he's that's like, to not his a wife, gimmick. That's something oh, that he actually does. Oh, it's so good. He does that. Oh, Luke, bring up the <laughs> he video. Heaps of milk. Bring yeah, up that I'm fucking video that I man. He's so funny, man. Kurt Angle is the fucking funniest motherfucker out there he's man. so good he's and he's fucking jacked man he, he's like i don't know how old he is now he's probably like probably in his 50s maybe well because he's clean now he used to be he was in like rehab and stuff like that and he's very open about his addiction and stuff so he's clean now and it shows in his physique he looks fantastic oh he, but, he's fucking jacked man uh, he's he still plays on the whole fucking like uh, Olympics, winning gold at the Olympics with a broken freaking with a neck. Broken neck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love the, no, the video. The video Luke's gonna show me. I'm pretty sure he not, says it at the end. You might not be able to get audio. Let me see if I can figure out how to get the audio from oh, my thing. Oh fuck! You can't. Um, I'm sure you'll be able to get audio. 
Can you you can't hear that, can you? Nah. It's fuck, yeah. fucking funny, man. Uh, this guy, he's the funniest motherfucker. <laughs> he he's fucking cuts uh, his pasta or the spaghetti, cuts his spaghetti with a fucking fork. Look at him, <laughs> the little the nod he gives to his <laughs> camera, uh, <laughs> and he knows he knows he's. Oh, oh my god, it's so good. Hey, honey, can you get me another glass of milk? <laughs> yeah, and uh, he keeps eating it. I am. I was, and and now. She sees him cut it. Are you joking? <laughs> oh, that's so and good. she's like, Kurt, you cannot be that lazy. Oh, you're calling me lazy? I want to go and fucking meddle with a broken neck. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm pretty sure she says in the video something along the lines of, you say one more time with a broken freaking neck. Uh, uh, so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, don't you pull that card on me again, Kurt. <laughs> And, and then for that is on the uh, official Kurt Angle Instagram page. Go and find the video. He he posts so many funny, oh, funny videos. Uh, he's got the one. Yeah, he's playing the guitar like he's he's singing the Jimmy Crack Corn oh, song so from that segment yeah. with um when him and uh, Stone Cold were kind of competing for. Uh, Vince McMahon, so he's got the guitar and he's singing that Jimmy got corn, but I don't care. <laughs> but when he puts a little hat on and he's like, I feel like oh, a real cowboy. I feel Jimmy like a real cowboy. <laughs> I think he's it's got a so picture. Good. I think he posted a picture of him recently. No, no, go go to his actual are you looking at his actual photos now or his Yeah, his... yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Recently <laughs> he was on the, the Stone Cold podcast and he they they reenacted the whole thing. That's so good. <laughs> He's so funny still. Oh man. He's captured it hashtag Yippikaye. Yeah. <laughs> so good. <laughs> uh, Fuck man. That like that that's the type of shit I used to fucking be into. But no, to your point though, like everyone, everyone I know at least, like kind of grows out of it. Like I, I just never grew out of it, and it's, it's like it's a passion of mine. It's something that I love doing. It's something that I, I want to pursue, and that's why I'm wearing the shirt today. Uh, Relentless Pro Wrestling. It's a school I train at, so I have goals for myself that you know I'm hoping to have a match by you know the end of next year. And you know, see where it goes because this is something you know everyone's got their thing, and that this is my thing. This is what I'm passionate about. That's why I got the belts here. I got two, three tattoos dedicated to wrestlers because it's my passion. Like there's there's nothing you can do, but you, know, you fully engross yourself. So fuck. All right. So what what uh, what tattoos have you got? Tell us about that first. <laughs> Wait. Where do you want to start? Where do you want to start? Because right, I got. Tell us, gotta, tell us we'll about the, the most the recent ones. and work backwards. Well, yeah, the most recent. You ever seen Doge meme? The the, the Doge. <laughs> what? Doge. Yeah, I know Doge. They got their Doge. <laughs> He's got the Doge. Oh, the, and it's like dog. Yeah, yes. and it's like captured such tattoo much owl. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> so that's oh the god. most recent one I've got. Um, with I don't know if you saw uh, just above my ass the word like weird night because. It was a weird mates. night when you got we, it. Yeah, we had a, <laughs> literally exactly that. I had a mate. We we went out for a night in Canberra, and he, we had a weird night. So that was like his catchphrase for the night. It was like, "You should get weird night tattooed." I'm yeah. and I just did it. It was, it was, I don't think about these things. I just <laughs> do. So like, m- m- like 
I got a Conor McGregor one there. That's the gorilla that he's got on his chest, right? And that was mm. after Conor McGregor's last fight. Um, the boys were like asking me who's going to win, who's going to win, who's going to win. And I thought Cowboy Cerrone was going to win that fight. But like, I'm a massive fucking McGregor fan. I was just sitting there saying that, you know, Cowboy's like the fresher fighter. He's been fighting consistently. I don't think Conor McGregor can, can do this. And then like the walkouts happen. They walk into the cage and shit like that. I get caught up and stuff like that. It's like, now fuck this boys. I'm changing my mind. McGregor's going to win. McGregor's yeah. going to win. And one of the boys called me out. It's like, you've been saying like, Cowboy's going to win all day. Put your money where your mouth is. If McGregor wins, get a McGregor tattoo. He fucking won. So I was like, all right, done. The next week I showed up to his house like, hey, check it out. I got a surprise for you. So is that the exact one that he's got on his chest? or exact one that he's got on his chest. Fuck yeah. <laughs> but like, the, I, that's my point. Like, I don't think about these things. I got like The Rocks, he's Brahma Ball there. Uh, fans of Assassin's Creed. I got Assassin's Creed there. Oh, got, like, On the back of my leg. Seth Rollins is like Seth Rollins tattoo Don't you there. Calf. Your calf. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, Seth Rollins. Avengers, if you're a fan of the Avengers, I got Thanos there. Um, heavy Metal, my favorite heavy metal band, Betraying the Martyrs there. That's their last album. Oof. Cover art. Um, and this whole arm is Lion King. Like Akuna Matata, shit like ah, that. That's fucking sick. You got a massive lion there and like, you know, remember who you are and Mufasa and shit like that. So that's the thing everyone asks like you get all these dumb fucking tattoos and stuff like that like what do they mean to you and like the reality is most of them don't really mean much like it is what it is like it's fucking lion king it's you know conor mcgregor there's no real substantial meaning behind them it's yeah. for, for me it it's more about the process of doing it and, and kind of i don't know like what's happening in my life at that point that you know it, it kind of represents that. I just, I just don't like to overthink that stuff. It, it's just about the process for me. So you, you say they don't mean much, but like you, you're not getting, okay. There may be like silly tattoos to some people, but like they're things that you still enjoy that, that it's things that I enjoy a hundred percent. So like yeah, I like every tattoo equally, but for a lot of people, it's, it's, uh, it just comes across as like, you're going to regret this shit and whatever, whatever. And maybe I will, but my point is uh, they're, they're, they're <laughs> a representation of what, what I was thinking at the time and, and sort of just a, a, a process uh, from like the, the person who I used to be and stuff like that, you know, kind of a very different person. And you know that yourself, Adam, you know, going to high school together, I was a very different kid in high school to, to get to where I am now and, and sort of, go through stages of personal development and sort of coming out of my shell and like going through experiences in life that really put you on your ass and kind of make you feel like, what am I going to do with myself now? Some of these tattoos have been through that time where, you know, it, it was a way to express myself in some sort of way. And it was a way to, to, for me to come out and, and, and be as open as I could with, you know, people around me and, and sort of start a conversation. So like, why did you get this? Like, what do you think? And kind of thing that, that, that was my mentality. Yeah. So for anyone that doesn't know, um, me and Connor went to high school together. So we've known each other since, you know, year seven would have been so th the age. Of high achievers, right? You were in high I, achievers with me. High achiever, mate. I was a high <laughs> achiever back then, you know, fuck, got a big brain, <laughs> but so I've known you for a long time and for anyone that did know you in high school, 
like for me, okay, like everyone probably would have known I was, I would have had had ooze. Like I was into the gym, like from the age of like 13, 14. Everyone knew like, yep, yeah, you're going to go to the gym. You know, you know, I was drawing fucking tattoos on me. Like, I mean, I, I had my first tattoo when I was in year 12. Like I was still at school when I got I'm my pretty first, sure I remember it as well. I got my big, like this big line on my arm. Let's see, it's so fucking faded. Like I rocked up to school with my, uh, almost the whole fucking top half of my arm tattooed in the, teachers were like freaking out like what the fuck so like everyone knew that meanwhile like i, I would never ever in a million years have had pictured good old connor be fucking jacked in the gym fucking full of tattoos you know doing shotguns fucking white claws and stuff like i went up man when i i've been following on instagram and as i was seeing this stuff happen i was just like fucking hell man like what a change <laughs> Well, that's always like the conversation I love to have with people because it's like, what was your impression of me? Who did you think I was? And stuff like that. And I know who I was in high school. I was like the short little nerdy kid. I was way focused on my, on my studies. Like I was, I did the Asian five fucking chem specialist, physics, <laughs> math methods and English. Like I was so engrossed in my studies. Like that was what I was told to do. That was, that was sort of my mentality. So that's, that's who I was. Like I was the short chubby wog kid that, you know, I'm a little nerd. It, he he like, likes wrestling. Fuck it. You, you didn't even play sports back then, did you? Like, no, I, I didn't. I, I played when I was young, young. And I kind of stopped when I was 13, 14. So I played soccer and footy when I was a lot younger. I stopped when I was 13, 14. And I just kind of like, when I stopped doing that and any sort of physical activity, I kind of, I don't want to say ballooned, but I, I just got kind of pudgy and kind of chubby. And I never really had a vertical growth spurt. So <laughs> I was, you know, all of like four, like four foot something in high school while short and chubby. In, in like, you know, so sh short, chubby, by your own words, you, you were, you were basically a nerd. Yeah. St and I, re I remember looking at you as well. I, I remember, vaguely remember, did we have a gym at the Essendon campus? What do you, a what? A gym? A gym. A gym, a, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We had a gym at the at the senior campus. We did, oh, yeah. The, the junior campus, no, not the not, junior not the Nidri campus, the Essendon campus at the senior campus. Yeah, yeah, we did. We had a we had a um a gym there. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like I can vaguely remember walking past the gym one day and just like watching you squat or something like that. I, I remember seeing you in there one day. I was like, this guy's a fucking hard cunt, man. This guy's oh, fucking. We we did um fitness studies. Um, yeah. 11 and 12 and we actually went to uh, uh fit effects in essendon i don't know did you do that i think you were put, i think you were putting like videos in your facebook and stuff like that i wasn't doing any of that shit i was i was as far away from like the footy program and fitness studies as possible yeah, so i was in the footy program and like fitness studies and that like yeah i used to lift like pretty heavy weight because i was a big kid man like yeah. i was like i was like 80 kilos when i was in year seven so like i was 13 years old and like 80 kilos that's fucking heavy man for a like i don't even weigh that now man like i'm less than that now but i pretty much i haven't grown like height wise since then but so like, like when you're that heavy like you generally lift more weight anyway so like, i'm a fully grown like I, like I'm a weight of a fully grown adult at the age of like 13 fucking. And then like fast forward to well, fitness studies, probably year 11. I remember funny story. I, I can't remember the guy who did it, but um, we were in the fit effects gym and I was in the leg press and I remember stacking on the fucking weight. And I'm going to guess that it was like, I don't know, 250, 300 kilos, something yeah. like that, which is definitely not a lot 
of weight now. Like back then, maybe it was, but anyway, it, it was. But like you, like I'm pretty sure you put like a video or two on, or just like worded get out. You know how fucking high school well, no, no, I... get out and be like, oh man, Adam Kachi just fucking was like. <laughs> leg pressing like 300 kilos you should have seen well, it. I did it and i was oh like i, I remember like we'd uh, like play footy in the yard or something like that and like you'd come through and be like i don't want anything to fucking do with this guy this guy's gonna fucking lay me out <laughs> straight away like this guy's gonna kill me if we both go up for a contest or something like that that guy's just gonna push me out i'm fucked i'm fucked like this guy's huge well it was just big for my age i guess and yeah so like, I, I remember putting on all that weight and I got on there and I thought, oh, fuck. So I, I, I did the, I did the reps, um, probably 10 reps or whatever. Like it, it didn't seem like much to me. And then one of the other guys that was there was like, Oh fuck you. I can fucking do that. It mustn't be heavy. You know? And he got on and he pushed the thing off and unlatched it. And the whole thing just went, and just like crushed him. And his oh. legs were like pinned back next to his head. And everyone was like, Oh, oh like lifted the thing off and that. And the gym owner come over and was like, Oh, who put all these weights on here? And I was like, like I, I did it. Like I, I put it on. Like I, I, yeah, he's the one that said he wanted to try it. Like no, my father fucking crushed himself. Yeah. And he's yeah, like, yeah. oh, you can't do that. You know, maybe just do one leg at a time now, so that way no one else tries to do the same weight. Isn't <laughs> uh, that like the biggest fucking like, ego boost ever? Oh man, like I'm not, I'm not bragging or anything like that. Like I love, I love lifting weights, I love powerlifting and all that stuff. But like, yeah, I don't know. I just. Probably not good for you to lift that heavy, but I was doing it. <laughs> oh, I'm the same, dude. Like it's it's my personal release. It's it's my personal sanctuary where I'm there in the gym. All, and like I've had training partners and stuff like that, and like nothing personal to any of my training partners I've ever had. But I I just don't like training with a training partner. Yeah. Uh, it, when I'm in the gym, like I want to have my headphones on. I want to like absolutely just crush some fucking sets on my own and just like absolutely like this is my personal time for me to fucking worry about me and, and for it's it's a sanctuary so it, it's more about that for me when i first started going to the gym like 100 i'm not afraid to admit it like I, I got my license when i was 18 and i used to go we used to have our, our break periods in between classes and i used to drive all the way to like kilo downs and go to a gym in kilo downs um it was all about like i'm four foot nothing like i need to like get shredded and jacked because otherwise i'm never gonna fucking pick up a girl ever in my entire <laughs> fucking life it was like all it was about for me i was like i gotta do something because otherwise i'm screwed right and like as i've gone on and sort of speaking to people i, I worked in a gym for a bit so i worked at Durham and gym for a little bit and some of the people who worked there with me like amazing people and some of the, like the principles and philosophies they taught me about it's just you know being one like understanding your body and how your body works and you know what you put in you get out those kinds of things that it's just become so much more for me and, and like it's cliche as fuck but it's 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 not about going to the gym like it's it's a fucking lifestyle and if you're going to if you're going to go to the gym and do your workouts two, three times a week, like is what it is for some people. But for me, it's a lifestyle. So like uh, there's a lot of people who like, if I don't see them in 12 months or something like that, the first thing they'll ask me is like, how's gym, man? And like that, that's, that's me. I'm the gym guy. Yeah. So it, people will message me randomly and be like, Hey, yeah, I'm doing this, this and this. What do you think? Or can you give me some advice? You recommend this protein for me or something like, like I'm okay with being the gym guy. There's, there's probably worse things to be associated with than being the gym guy. So 
Man, I've been I've been the gym guy for a long fucking time. <laughs> yeah, you would know then. Like, how many people have you had over the years just message you and be like, "Hey, can you oh, give me your advice?" Like, like ninety percent of the people I fucking talk to is about gym. And like, I've got friends that I've just all like our mutual thing is just gym, and that is all we talk about. Like, obviously, I've got friends that we talk about other stuff like that I've met in the gym as well. But there's some guys that I never see anywhere but the gym but when i go and i see him there like that's what we talk about like we're bro like gym bros you know <laughs> exactly it's it's, it's a fucking it life there's worse things to be associated with that's that's the biggest thing so yeah fuck yeah man like and it's it's not a bad thing to be like essentially addicted to like i would say I'm, I'm pretty much addicted to it you can fucking spend a lot of money on it i tell you that much <laughs> yeah but like you would know how how often do you feel if you don't go for like two three days and like oh, horrible to the same point, like you can spend a fuck ton of money, but like as opposed to, are you going to spend a fuck ton of money downing ten cocktails on a Saturday night? Like when when I was 19, 19, 20, I was in the gym on a Saturday night at like ten o'clock because that was my thing. Like I wasn't going oh. out at, at nineteen twenty. I don't know about that, man. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you're different, but like I, I I was never that guy to. That, like 19 20 21 uh, most people are going out and partying like i was working at a 24 7 gym and i was training in that gym uh, I'd, I'd get there from like six o'clock at night and i'd train for like two hours and chat with the blokes there for like two hours and then start work at 10 o'clock and I, I wasn't going out on a friday saturday night because that was my thing and like a part of me regrets it a bit now because I, I i realized that i probably you know, sort of shelled off and closed out a lot of my real close mates, mates that I'm, I'm still talking to today. So I'm trying to make up for lost time, I suppose, and trying to, you know, spend those time with those guys that I, I didn't get to do back then. But you live your own, so. Yeah. I, I'd never probably, like I've spent, I've spent a ton of time in the gym. I probably never spent like Saturday nights and stuff there. But if you're working there, obviously it's different. But like, man, I, I prioritise the gym in, in my life for the last fucking 10 years, man. <laughs> you would it's know, definitely... like, it's, it's, it's the lifestyle and you feel off when you don't go. Oh, I mean, I've spent like countless and hours of fucking cooking and prepping meal. Like on a Sunday, I used to spend like three, four hours on a Sunday, just shopping, coming home, cooking the meals, packaging up the meals, getting it ready. And then going to train like, before you know, it, like a whole Sunday is gone, man. <laughs> I got the nickname in, in uni. My nickname was Gainsey because I was doing the same sort of thing, meal prep and stuff like that. But you know, most people they'll do like meal prep and they'll, they'll have like little Tupperware containers and they'll have like four or five containers that they take with them and they're doing the meal prep. I decided fuck that. That's too inefficient for me. Um, what if I make like five meals, but put them in one big two liter container <laughs> and I'll just eat that throughout the day. So I'd be sitting in a lecture at university and I'd pull out this massive fucking two liter tub of just like chicken and broccoli and rice and crack it open. The boys would be next to me and be like, fucking stinks, man. Yeah. Fucking what are you doing? And it'd be like guys from the other end of the lecture just like see me pull it out. And like as soon as I pull it out, mid lecture, as the lecture is talking, be like, yeah, Gainsy, eat the fucking gains, man. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, man, I fucking I know exactly what that feels like to to fucking crack open that uh, uh, bro broccoli, chicken broccoli and rice, and mm -hmm. everyone's like, "What the fuck's that smell?" And there's you like eating the fucking chicken and broccoli. <laughs> and how many people? I don't know about you. How many people tell you like 
Do you even fucking enjoy that? No, I don't enjoy it, but it's no. what I gotta do, man. It's what I gotta listen, do. Listen, motherfucker. Food is for fuel. Yeah, <laughs> 100%. <laughs> I don't know about you, but like, if you've ever done like clean bulking before, trying to eat like five, six thousand calories in brown rice and chicken, yeah. Oh no! Like, like, if you think dieting and being on a deficit is hard, try eating five thousand calories worth of brown rice and well, chicken. That is way fucking harder. I've I've never had to because I like no shit, man. I reckon the most I've ever eaten calorie wise is about three thousand. Is I've ever had on on my on my like list and. Even then, like I, I would gain weight on three, like I, I gained like six kilos in eight weeks or something on 3000 calories. Like, oh, I don't need to eat 5000 calories, man. Like my body is just different. I, I, don't, I don't know. It's fucking weird. But yes, I, I like if 3000 3, was a lot of food. So I can imagine 5000 is just fucking insane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the idea is with something like a brown rice and chicken, it's not calorie dense. So to actually eat 5,000 calories worth of brown rice and chicken, the pure volume of that is fucked. <laughs> it's genuinely like a kilo and a half of chicken a day and like 500 grams of rice. And you're just like bloated as fuck by the oh, end of the day. It's so bloated because it's uh, so much food. Like it's so much in your stomach and you're eating it like every two hours. And it's not that you feel like, so when you like, when you stuff your face, I'm like, christmas time and you feel like full and like you digest it and you feel better this is like it's not like a stuffed full feeling it's like a bloated feeling yeah. and like the amount of times you're looking at your watch like i gotta fucking eat again and i gotta your eat stomach again it's just like <laughs> bloated and you, just crack, you just uh, crack that container and you, you just look down at that plain chicken and rice and you're just like fucking end me i've been through it man <laughs> yeah but i know exactly that mentality of like looking at the clock and you look at the clock and like, oh, <laughs> fuck it's been two and a half hours i gotta eat again now <laughs> it's like oh shit yeah it's fucking like and i can i can't imagine like a proper proper bodybuilder you know, that it, it's eating like, you know, stupid amounts, 8,000, 10,000 calories oh. a day. And like, they say that they get to such a weight that they fucking get dizzy, like bending over to tie their shoes. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. You ever seen like the old school videos of like Ronnie Coleman sitting down eating his breakfast? Oh, yeah. And I've he's seen eat, all that. Oh, the best is one where he's making like his grits and, and egg whites. In grits, for those who don't know, grits is just like cornmeal. We don't really do it here in Australia, but like it's a big thing in the States for like breakfast. They do grits and like they put cheese in there and he's putting like craft single slices into the grits. And he'd be like, one, two, and he'd look at the camera and be like, it's for flavor. Yeah. And he'd like <laughs> stir it in. And then he'd be like, oh, these are my egg whites. And he'd have like 12 egg whites. They're like, usually I eat them separate, but I can't be fucked today. And he'd just like pour it all in and make this massive fucking slush of grits and egg white. He's just sitting down on the couch, just watching ESPN eating. So, oh my and God, the guy's a fucking G. Shoveling the fucking food in, man. That, that guy is a beast. He yeah. was the biggest motherfucker back in the day. I can't believe how big he was compared to everyone else. Have you seen him now though? Like the guy can't walk. He's had like, Five oh. hip replacement surgeries. Yeah, yeah. Like, his, uh, his discs are all fused. Yeah, he does not look great at the moment. I'm, I'm assuming you've seen the the uh, King, King Ronnie, the the documentary. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so if, if you've ever been to like an Arnold Expo where you go like meet these guys and stuff like that, Ronnie Coleman is the only one there who, if you ever go to his booth, he has like a chair. Yeah, he, he sits down. He sits down when he meets people. And like the chair they get for him is like this massive fucking throne and he's like sitting there like the king that he is. But like it's because he can't stand for more than like 30 minutes. Yeah, he's, he's back. Back, he's completely fucked. He's he's had so many surgeries. I think they actually put screws into his back, and then because he still lifts weights, he fucking broke the screws. Yeah, and like he's he won't listen to anyone. He just wants to go back to the gym. Yeah, I will. I mean, fair enough. He's, he seems to be the only bodybuilder from that era, though, that is like fucked up, completely fucked up. Uh, it's really weird because if you look at. If you look at that's because um, of the way he trained. Like he was training in this old, and like you would know the documentary, the way he trained. He was yeah. training in a powerlifting gym in Texas, where it's like a fucking warehouse. Whereas a lot of these other guys were training in like state of the art, like Gold's Gym and shit like that, and doing like all the proper bodybuilding, hypertrophy, high reps, high high rep range, stimulating the muscle, all that shit that you're meant to do when you're a bodybuilder. And he was on a leg press, capping it out with two thousand pounds. Like, yeah, like like no one else was doing that. I've seen that video, man. He's like, he loves to scream, man. He's like, screams like two thousand pound leg press, woo! And he's like lifting the fucking weights off in the gym, like people around. And he's like, woo! He's like, woo! He's fucking slamming the things around, and, and he's wearing like ain't nothing but a peanut. Ain't nothing but a peanut. And he's like, if, if it were easy, everyone would do it. Uh, so, yeah. so good. <laughs> nearly, fucking, nearly fucking fell off my chair here. Um, but he's, he's wearing his fluoro, not fluoro, like bright fucking yellow, black and yellow striped, like yeah. jumpsuit fucking tights. And, and it, yeah, it's the full jumpsuit where it's, yeah. And there's like <laughs> videos of guys like trying to strap him into that thing. And they're like rubbing him down with baby powder because it's, it's sticking to him. And they're like yeah. ripping it up and trying to get it onto him. Like that's oh. how fucked it uh, but then, then like there's other guys like if you ever seen like videos of Kai Green and stuff like that when like he goes to do his weights and he, he used to be a heavy lifter as well there's like the mentality of like he'd get under the bar and go like this weight's gonna kill me tonight and then so be it and like completely different like, uh, yeah but like what I was like what I was saying before was like Brand, Branch Warren you know you know Branch Warren yeah yeah, yeah. yeah he's a fucking machine as well pretty sure he was training in the same gym with yeah 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 yeah. that's what i'm saying like he was training just as hard he probably wasn't lifting as heavy as ronnie because ronnie's just fucking a phenom when it comes to you know power lifting and heavy weight but he was lifting with the same intensity and he's not injured at all now like he's he he has had injuries but he's not at the the broken level that fucking ronnie coleman is i think because he stopped and he stopped pretty quickly and I think he's a bit younger than Ronnie. So, like, he, he, him and Ronnie kind of ended around the same time. But yeah. I think he, Ronnie was doing it, like, early 90s, whereas Branch came up, like, early 2000s. So, like, Branch kind of stopped. And he had a few yeah. years on Ronnie. R- Ronnie Coleman started, I think, 94, 95. And, you know, he was, he was still working. Like, so, he won eight Olympias. And he was still working as a, a police as a officer. Cop, yeah. Like full time as a police officer for like the first like five Mr. Olympias. Yeah. It was insane. <laughs> and there's videos of him like rocking up to his shift as a police officer with his fucking esky full of like 10 meals that he had to eat through the day. This is the best thing ever. 
Oh yeah, man. He like the videos of um of Ronnie Coleman eating are just the funniest fucking things, you know. Like, oh. the, what are you eating there? Got myself some chicken and cornbread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> two chicken two and hours cornbread. later, what are you eating now? Baked potatoes and chicken. Yeah. <laughs> what, and what are you eating later? Barbecue sauce on everything. Barbecue yeah, yeah. sauce on everything. What have you got there? It's like good old chicken, barbecue sauce, and he's like pouring oh. the fucking barbecue sauce on. <laughs> oh fuck, man. Yeah, like I mean, I, I'm like really into fucking bodybuilding, especially you know Ronnie Coleman that era. Like they're just the fucking best man, from from back in the day. Like yeah, Schwarzenegger's era was good, but like that was like like mid seventies, isn't it? That was the rise of like yeah, so, yeah. So like Arnie was seventies and stuff like that, and then like early nineties was what they called like the rise of the mass giants. He had guys like Dorian Yates. Oh, Dorian. I- Fucking yeah. love yeah. Dorian Yates. And he he was kind of the first one where it's like, this is fucking different. This Dorian... is something we've never seen before. This is a huge... And then everyone after that just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. This guy, like Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler, like, I love that oh, guy. Like some of the photos of Jay Cutler from like 2000... I think 2009, Dexter won one. And then... Uh, the he won one... 2008. 2008. Yeah, and then the one after that, 2009, Jay Cutler came back and he was like pissed off that Dexter won one. And he just looked the, the best I think if anyone's ever looked on stage. That You go have a look at the photos from like Jay Cutler, 2009. Insane. Really? Yeah. 09, 09 was Cutler. Okay. Yep. And then what, after that, 10 would have been the, run, the start of the run of Heath? Uh, no, so Cutler had four. So he had two before Dex. Yeah. He had two after Dex. So and then Phil Heath won 2012. And then, Heath, yeah. and and then, then since Phil Heath, Heath, he won like six in a row. And then I think the man that beat him was... Sean Roden. Sean Roden, who is now in a fucking world of pain with like pain. sexual assault claims against him, isn't it? Yeah. And some of the... Vi- there's like video of like people going like into his hotel room and stuff like that. It's pretty damning. I think the yeah, man's in a bit fuck. of trouble. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I think he's banned from the Olympia now, but yeah. Like, some of these guys are just like fucking Dorian Yates, man. I like, I love, I love him as a person, not only because um, of the bodybuilding, like icon that he is. Like he's one, he's a six time uh, Mr. Olympia and he probably would have won more if not for his injuries, because he, he tore his tricep off the bone. Yeah, he was pretty twice. bad, yeah. Um, and he won his last Olympia with a torn tricep. He tore the tricep like two two or three weeks prior to the Olympia and then still went ahead and competed and fucking smashed it. But that guy, have you seen, have you ever seen any of his videos now and like what he's all about? No, I haven't seen him lately. Oh, so he's, he's not big or anything like that now. Like, he's cut back massively on size. Um, I'm not even sure he trains um, gym weight anymore. I think he, he does more, like, stretching and yoga and stuff. He's, like, real into the spirituality. And he's um he, he's really into, like, psychedelic drugs. <laughs> Is he really? <laughs> he's, oh. he's really into, like, spirituality, like, meditation, yoga. And um he's got tons of videos of him talking about psychedelic drugs and specifically about ayahuasca yes yeah you know about ayahuasca i yeah i was listening who i forget who you were talking to about it but i was, I was listening to you one of your last podcasts so i was listening to that so i'm aware 
Who, who the fuck did I talk about ayahuasca with? My, Shannon. Shannon? Okay, maybe it was Shannon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking ayahuasca is like next fucking level, man. So he's actually done it, um, I think, twice. Uh, um, uh, Doreen Yates. Like, this is not stuff to be fucked with, man. Like, you go over to South America and you actually get on a full-blown trip on this stuff man it's like 10 to 12 hours and you just get fucked up like you're guaranteed to shit yourself and vomit like you, it, it's insane and he i think he's done it twice um but yeah fuck it's it's next level man yeah no not for me not for me i'll, I'll stick with my white claws thank you yeah stick with the white claws <laughs> <laughs> i mean it would be it would be a fucking insane experience to to do that fucking level of like drug i guess it's it's not like a man-made thing. It's like they've been doing it thousands of years in, in, in South America. It's like part of their tradition. It's like a tribal thing. But yeah, I don't know. It's getting more popular, I guess, these days. It's not something you could just go and get from your local fucking drug dealer, put it that way. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. You catch it down in Brody next weekend. No, no, no fucking way, mate. <laughs> shit, you'll find, they'll probably sell you a fucking methylated spirits infused with fucking, I don't know. Heaps of shit there, fucking cocktail of drugs. It'll just fuck you up. It'll just be weed that's been sitting in methylated spirits with some cocaine fucking sprinkled on top. <laughs> Classic Brody. Classic Brody. <laughs> fucking Brody, mate. Bloody hell. So, uh, you going to, uh, you going to watch the fight tomorrow? I actually don't know who's on tomorrow. So, what think, are you, what? Was, no, no, wasn't it meant to be How Curtis Blades? And, wasn't it meant How to be Curtis Blades and Derek Lewis? you? No, no, was it meant to be Curtis Blades and Derek Lewis tomorrow? He's not talking UFC. Oh, <laughs> oh the Tyson fight. Oh, son. Oh, no. What are you talking about? <laughs> tomorrow, just because you don't fucking realize, tomorrow is the return of Mike fucking yeah, Tyson. Yeah, no. no. And Roy Jones Jr. I don't know if I'll be watching that tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow, Roy Jones Jr. returns against Mike Tyson for one of the biggest boxing matches of this year have you seen the statistics on that like apparently some of the like this early sell rates are through the like above mcgregor mayweather broke records yeah 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 yeah. they um mike tyson posted a a a video not a video uh, an image um i don't know if you can uh, pull pull it up luke or or find out the stats on it but they broke like all-time sales records for pay-per-view for boxing or some bullshit like that like they make stupid stupid amounts of money fucking stupid amounts of money and like the photos of Tyson lately, like that guy's that guy's juiced to the gills. But I don't care. Like he looks great. Oh, well, they're not they're not doing testing for this fight because it's an exhibition fight. They're not testing, so who they're, knows they're very what smart. The fuck they're taking man. Who very smart. knows? But like Mike Tyson, he he is off the fucking rocker. I, I remember um, watching um, uh, him on the Joe Rogan podcast about a year ago, um, saying how he doesn't want to get back into. Uh, boxing again and uh, you know, back into the gym. He was real like meditation, spirituality type stuff. And because he didn't want to reunite, reunite, uh, reignite his ego because he said, you know, if he, if he did, he, he, there's no way of stopping it. And then like fast forward a year and he's fucking talking. He comes back on, it's got really loud. He's coming back on. He just come back on the fucking uh, 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 Joe Rogan podcast. And he's fucking, talking about how he wants to uh, um search and destroy and and beat beat the living shit out out of roy jones jr like fucking hell here you go i found it breaks pay-per-view pre-sale fight records fucking hell 
So uh, it's going to be a big event. Fuck, what the rock say? Fuck yes, congrats in advance, my brother. Do not go gentle. <laughs> That's the rock commenting on it. He this won. is the uh, the fight card. I I don't know who are, I don't know. Who yeah, because no, because they got the Jake Paul. Like. They got Jake Paul and Nate Robinson on the undercard. So like, really? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Shit. So Nate Robinson, ex NBA player, and Jake Paul was he like a, a gamer, streamer kind of, or YouTube? Uh, he's a YouTube guy. Yeah, and like he's already had one fight with. Was it KSI? I don't know Jake. Jake Paul. Uh, I think that was fight. his old. I think that was his older brother, Logan, Logan Paul. Paul. Yeah. Oh really? Oh, okay. Yeah. Hang on, hang on. So this is Jake Paul, which is the younger brother. I think and Logan. Yeah. Okay. I, I, Logan Paul's already had one fight. Yeah. He's had two fights, two fights against the same person twice. So it's like I mean, you want to call him a professional boxer? Technically, they had to get the professional card, but like, if you watch it, it was pretty fucking woeful display of boxing. Well, if you know anything about the Paul brothers, I'm pretty sure they were like high-level collegiate wrestlers as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they were high-level wrestlers. But I mean, you can see from the from MMA, like wrestling and boxing are two very, yeah. very different things. I mean, you just look at like Khabib, like he he doesn't know what he's doing when he's standing up boxing, but as soon as that that goes to the floor, like he could just lay on top of anybody and win a fight yeah guys are he was a he was a beast talk, talking about fucking uh, um getting on top of people and fucking and beating them down curtis fucking blades yeah so oh. he, he tested positive to covid so there that's done that fight wait what yeah came out really 99 sure that's the fight i thought you were talking about because yeah he's tested positive to covid so oh i didn't fucking know that holy yeah. shit so that yeah. fight um Curtis Blades, Curtis and, Blades and versus Lewis. Derek Lewis cancelled. That's a fight I thought you were talking about. When? Before, you were talking about the Tyson fight. I thought you were talking about the Derek oh, Lewis. Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. Derek oh, yeah, Lewis yeah, exactly. is a G, man. I love Derek Lewis. The guy's hilarious. Fuck yeah. me. Curtis Blades, Derek Lewis cancelled. Blades reportedly tested positive for COVID-19 on Friday morning and there was a few... Uh, it was removed from the main event oh fuck that so Holy the card shit. is now clark smith paris and porter oh that's a shit card really the only good card uh, fight on that card was fucking blades versus lewis i'll still i'll still probably end up watching it and i'll still probably end up having a punt on all those fights <laughs> probably you always do <laughs> always do and like it's always like i'll have to multi it and i'll get one leg fuck me <laughs> yeah look I, I don't fucking i mean i used to bet and, and gamble a fucking hell of a lot in the soccer but it's just a fucking money pit man you never fucking win <laughs> one of the one of the boys he, he talks to me when he talks about hunting you know wolf of wall street right he goes and i'll show him like my sports bet account I go like look there's like 500 bucks in here he goes yeah but do you ever actually withdraw that money it's like that's not real money it's, yeah. a, it's a fugazi it's a woozy it's a wazzy it's pixie dust it's up in the clouds it's not real money yeah it's fucking bullshit yeah. you never actually take that money out it's the same it's the same thing and i don't know if you if you fuck with this at all but it's the same thing with um a cryptocurrencies and and like stock market trading you never fucking like oh fuck man it's gone up like 20 percent. you know i made yeah. all this money it's like you didn't make fucking shit did you cash not out? in your bank account no, not no. in your bank account it's like you're gonna fucking lose it when it drops aren't you <laughs> 
that's something I learned in my, in my current job. Like we talk about, you know, selling things at certain percentages and, and stuff like that. It's like this sells at like 55% or whatever like that versus this product that sells at like 40%, which one are you going to take? Take the 50% products. Like, no, we don't bank percentages. We bank dollars. You, you take yeah. what's going to sell more. You, you bank total dollars. So like, yeah. 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 So fucking betting a fucking waste of time but you're still gonna do it anyway because guess what it's fun <laughs> it's fun you get a little bit more invest i got some multis on today actually that i'm gonna have to check my sports bet after this what what are you what are you betting on i bet i had a bit on the races today so we got mooney valley uh ascot and i think Rand randwick today so there's a few well, horse, ra- horse racing yeah you fucking Cheeky bastard. I don't know if you can see up behind the bar. We got like a few photo frames and stuff like that. His dad owns a few horses and stuff. So, uh, how dare you? It's kind of a uh, horse racing. With it. It's kind of brought up with it in the family. It was like the thing <laughs> when I was like young, cup cup day and like spring carnival was like the best. Dad would come home. Remember like the old uh, paper slips that used to feed into the machine at the TAB. Ah. Dad used to bring him home and like with the form guide like can't sign let's, let's let's do our bets and like teach me at like 10 years old how to fill in like the betting cards at the tab <laughs> <laughs> you are going to get lots of hate mail Oof. from this <laughs> horse racing is a controversial topic my friend add it to the pile there's probably a bunch of hate mail already <laughs> you're gonna have lots of people telling you how bad horse racing is you'll probably get some inboxes with with um horses bleeding from the nose as they're running and stuff Mm. always always get there's always one or two horses that get put down every year mate but <laughs> yeah but like the thing about that and like this i think if you want to say that yeah fair enough but like it's always the same people at the same time of the year it's like where are you 11 other months of the year like you only care about the horse's well-being during spring carnival like, and then they're silent the rest of the year it's like what are you doing the same as like we've just had lockdown in victoria yeah how many people do you know we're advocates of like mental health? Like we need to end lockdown because like it's bad for people's mental health. And like now lockdown's ended. I haven't heard fucking one shit about mental health. It's like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's like, don't, if you're going to be passionate about a cause and this is your cause that you're passionate about, be consistent about it. Right? Hey, look, it affects everyone differently. So like, if, if you, if like, if you're someone like, I love the gym and gym's a massive thing for, for you know stress relief and 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 mental health i guess so if the gyms are closed for so long obviously people are going to reach out and start posting about you know open the gyms or you know missing the gym and and wanting to get back for for mental health reasons which is a which is a valid a a valid thing obviously there's no reason to talk about it when there is no lockdown because gyms are open but it's like that for everything like music some people's you know getaways music and if they can't sing or play guitar or you know go on tour then they're going to struggle a lot more so i I guess it affects everyone you know differently when you we start talking about you know being uh you know vocal about stuff like that i mean horse racing is different because that's something that happens once a year every every year they have the spring carnival but like this this lockdown is something completely different yeah no, but like i felt like there were so many people who were just using it as an argument because they wanted lockdown 10, not because they were affected by mental health. It was, it was just an easy thing to you know, throw in your back pocket and say like, Oh, but what about mental health? When all they really cared about was the fact that they couldn't go down to the shops. If you're an advocate for mental health, be a fucking advocate. Don't, don't half ass it and just use it yeah. as a weight to your argument. And that's what I, 
I felt like I was reading half the time what people were saying. And it just it came across as disingenuous. I didn't like it. Well, that, that's the problem when there's things like that. People like social media, people jump on the bandwagon for a lot of things. And, and when there's stuff like that, um, they, they, people get attached to a certain thing um you know it's getting shared around and they and they kind of jump on it and and um i don't know f- pick a team and fight for a cause when they don't really mean it but it's um we're, we're hopefully we're over this fucking lockdown and and you know we're all in this together i guess um no matter which side or team everyone wants to everyone always wants to pick a side and a team and realistically um everyone is gone through it the, the, the same i guess and and just got to deal with it the best the best we can and oh hopefully we don't go back into fucking lockdown 100 <laughs> percent, it's looking good knock on wood i don't want to jinx it but you know based on today's numbers i think we're, we're sitting pretty what are we like 29 29 days 29 days by the time this podcast comes out who fucking knows might be on 35 days that's, that's that's what i'm saying i don't want to jinx that in between like now and then you know all of a sudden you get like a few cases like oh shit well it's the the rest of the world is fucked fucked yes compared to what we are i think like america's had like i think i saw on the news they had like six or seven days in a row like over a hundred thousand cases or some bullshit like that like they're fucked they are screwed they are fucking screwed I, I, and with everything going on over there, I don't know if you followed the the, the US election at all. Like me and Luke, are pretty I think, into that. I think everyone followed it. it. It's a bit of a fucking. It's more like entertainment than anything. But like me and Luke actually released the whole podcast on it. We did a US election special. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's fucking funny, man. Like we're gonna just hang shit on Trump and Biden the whole fucking time. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I don't know if you've actually seen like the voting breakdown. So I'm, uh, I'm pretty sure people were saying like based on the voting analytics. Trump actually did significantly better with black and Hispanic voters this yeah. election than he did last election. Where Biden actually gained a bunch of voters was in the over 60 demographic because they're all shit scared of fucking COVID. And Trump was the one who yeah. was, like had no action plan for it. And, and Biden was the one saying like, we'll go back into lockdown. Like we'll, we'll fix this shit up. So all the fucking oldies voted for Biden because they were fucking scared of COVID. Yeah, they had um, they obviously had two different, very different views, but um, Trump definitely made ground with the Hispanic vote um, and the black male vote, and they've um, they've talked about that at length. Um, and part of the reason why they put that down to um, pretty much proven they've run the numbers on it, um, and they were they were saying this is like massive media in the news, uh, uh, sorry, massive media over in the US um, talking about this saying that because of his uh, kind of like very hard um, border closures of the, of America in general uh, on people coming in, um, there was less opportunities for uh, people to hire, um, you know, non-Americans, I guess, because there wasn't people coming across the border. So the, um, the need for workers, was like uh, the, the the demand for it was was high, so they had to pay for actual um, people who were there legally because they couldn't just get someone who would come in off the border um, and give them a job. There wasn't like this steady stream of people coming, so it actually um, made it them more in demand. So uh, more Hispanic people were were getting treated better and getting paid more money, getting more work because they were actually there in America already. Um, so they they loved the idea of Trump being in and him stopping more people from coming in because it made their 
it made them more in demand for work. Um, you know, Hispanic and, and, and the black male vote. It just extru- like made them in demand that they, they, they were getting paid more money. It made their life a hell of a lot better. So that's pretty much why he won, he won that vote. Like that's no secret. It's they've, they've looked at that in depth. So it's, it's insane what's happened. 70 million, 71 million, I think votes Trump got 76 Biden, which is like the most ever. Like he, he polled yeah. more, he polled more than any other losing president. Uh, sorry. He polled more than any other, any other winning president ever in history. Yeah. Trump yeah. technically he lost, but he polled more than any other winning president in the history of elections. Just think about that. Like, Cause the voter turnout was through the roof and oh, it was insane. But, that's the thing like a voter turnout here in australia it's it's pretty much like voting day like you have to go do it so we get a fucking democracy snag every time you go here whereas there it's kind of like optional well you cut out there for a second what'd you say i was saying like voting here in australia it's like you have to go do it it's it's it, kind of an accepted thing you go you go to the polling booths here in australia you get a democracy snag whereas like in the States, it's optional, yeah? Yeah, you don't get fined for not voting over there. I think it's, yeah, it's just, it's optional. You don't, you don't have to vote. But this year, there was a heavy push in, in getting people out and voting. So team, team that up with COVID and the mail-in voting and fucking Trump and just get like a whirlwind of the craziest fucking election ever. <laughs> oh, it's still not over. We still got weeks of this shit on the oh, Supreme Court. I, I think um, it's pretty much like guaranteed. Trump, yeah. uh, Biden's going to be in now. Like Trump's kind of exhausted all of his legal routes. Most of the states have already kind of shut him down and the court stuff's already been thrown out. So who knows? It's a bit, it's a bit insane. He's gone on record to allow uh, <clears throat> Joe Biden to start a transition process, but he still hasn't formally conceded the election yet. So he's allowing all the protocols to to happen but he still hasn't said joe biden has won and officially conceded the election i don't think he ever will That's oh, i don't think part. he will it'll, it'll come to like the date that the electoral uh, the electoral uh committee gets together to actually cast their votes and when that actually happens and they cast their votes officially that's when he'll turn around and be like i'm no longer the united states president but until that day he's not going to concede he's going to continue with these frivolous lawsuits unless he manages to come up with some grand evidence all of the sudden which he says he's got but he still hasn't provided to any court around so until that day or the i think it's the 12th that they have their uh the 12th of january when they have their uh the electoral commission gets together and casts their votes but until that day he's he's not going to say anything ladies and gentlemen this is a fraud on the american public I think he could get away with saying dumb shit like that. Though. He's a fucking, he's, he's a loony. He's a, he's a loony. But it's like, how the fuck did they end up with this? A, a guy who can't fucking string a sentence together. <laughs> he's on like, the verge of fucking death. To him, man. Like, that's <laughs> the thing. Like, he said he wanted to become president and it, like, it started as a fucking joke. He was just taking jabs at Obama. Like, show us the birth certificate kind of thing. 
And I think he said something along the lines of like, I could be a better president than Barack Obama. And it's like, all right. But you're talking about Trump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I'm saying like fucking, like how like Biden can't string a fucking sentence together. Oh, yeah, no, he's, I don't, what is he? He's actually the oldest ever. 78 years old or something. Regardless of who won, they both would have been the oldest United States president. Oh, like if you listen to Rogan, they were were talking about like every time he gets up, they have to pump him up with fucking shit because he needs to go talk and and stuff like that. Like (laughs) he he needs drugs to go up and make his speech. Like that's how fucked he is. Like ah, no, no. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry if you. I don't mean to hang shit too much shit on on Joe Biden. He's look, he's, he's. He's been in politics for 45 years or something. I'm sure he's more than capable, more than capable of most people. So I'm just- He probably we're is, joking, but we're, I joking, think, we're joking around people. <laughs> I think the reality of the situation is you look at like the Democratic Party, like it, how fucking stupid can you be? You literally have the worst possible candidate on the other side and you have consecutively put up two of the equally worst candidates oh. in Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden. Their like you could have option, put up. Uh, their other option was Bernie Sanders, and I, I think he would have got. I think even Bernie would have fucking reception. No, I reckon Bernie would have sweeped him. Yeah, uh, I think, I think Bernie Sanders would have pushed a lot of people to the Republican Party just because you would have had a lot of classic like libertarian people voting for Trump. Bernie Sanders is. A, a, a so far left and such a socialist his views are so socialist and left that it would be like the fucking demise of america and the world if if bernie sanders was put in power <laughs> it, it would it would alienate a lot of the people who work hard to gain their income because they would be getting taxed so highly like, what's the incentive for somebody to build a a large business that employs multiple people when you know that at the end of it all, you're going to get taxed the shit out of for working your ass off to build this big business, which in, in, in the end of it, you're going to get taxed the fuck out of. And your workers are going to be on essentially a little bit less than what you do after sacrificing and putting yourself out there to to like putting all the risk into the company to try and get somewhere when it's like, and then your workers are just going to come in and kind of not have any of that risk and not get taxed as much as you do. It's like, it's a big complicated thing, the world of, of politics, but yeah, the, Connor, what he's proposing into politics. Look at his face. I uh, can see, it's just, can it's see one his mind's reeling. It's one of those topics where I'm not ridiculously educated about and I'm not the biggest politic sort of... Well, especially yeah. fucking American politics, and, like, and like in Australia. You, yeah, you know the thing, like, it's such, a, it's such a sensitive topic where if you say something and you're even slightly off, like, there's going to be people messaging you, like, you like fucking making, idiot. Making you jokes fucking about idiot. Biden. Uh, but, so, like... You just you're so wrong! How could you say that? You're uh, a horrible person! yeah so uh, i I just try to avoid it as much as possible but it's like all everyone was talking about so it was hard not to get swept up in it i think now's a good time for a shotgun mate now i was kind of saving it for the end of the show if you're gonna fucking finish on it you're gonna okay let's not do it now because we're not halfway through son we're not even halfway through let's go let's just pour myself another drink i don't know about you but i've been pouring myself whiskeys this whole i'm on i'm on my fourth can of uh, VB at the moment, so <laughs> come on, boy. boys, catch up. 
Adam boy. What I'll do is I'll, I'll crack mate. open a white claw, but I won't shotgun it. Okay, and we'll shotgun one. Did you we'll finish your whiskey and your fucking Coopers? Yeah, I finished both of them. Hey, fuck yeah! I think I'm actually out of Coopers, so I'm very sad about that. Yeah, look, mate, the amount of fucking alcohol in my house is insane. Our our whiskey cabinet is fucking full. I reckon we've got about twenty five open bottles, just of like single malt whiskey. Fucking beers up. and stuff full. Don't worry, mate. Oh, you can you can see behind me. There's there's a whole fuck. Show us the uh, yeah. Forget about the whiskey, mate. Show us the fucking belts you got there. Tell us about that. Uh, this one's the the old school classic John Cena, and this is just a, a toy. So is that the spinner? The spinner? That is the yeah. spinner belt. <laughs> yeah, so I I love that just because it's it's fucking cheapy and like it, it's the classic like wrestler mark belt. Like if you have that, you're like the biggest wrestling fan. And then like that's the official replica of the current WWE title belt. Oh that's, wow! Like seven hundred bucks that cost a fucking bullshit. No, no, hold it up, hold it up to the screen, man. I want to see it. It's quite heavy, man. What What are the side plates on it? Are they just the WWE? They're just ones? the standard generic ones, yeah. Hey, because on yeah. on this current fucking belt, Adam, what they do is they pull off those circle side plates and they so customize it to the uh, to the wrestler who has it. And I believe at the moment it is, jeez, uh, is it? Drew McIntyre has that belt. Yeah, I was like, "Is it? Does Drew McIntyre have that belt, or does Roman yes. Reigns have that belt?" Drew McIntyre has that one. Roman Reigns has the blue universal one. The blue one. Yeah, I, I don't even know who the fuck Drew McIntyre is. I'm so out of the fucking. He's a G, oh, man. let me show you. He's who a Drew G. McIntyre. Talk about like Jack, dude. That guy is a fucking beast. I, I'm I'm so out of the like WWE scene. Is it like? Is it worth getting back into it? Like, should I buy the fucking network? Yes. It, it is for me, because, like, that's my thing. This is Drew McIntyre. Guy's a beast. He looks fucking jacked. He is, what, six foot nine? But, oh, like, huge. Is, he, is he the fucking, like, are the storylines the same quality as what they fucking used to be when I was watching it or what? Yes and no. Yes and no. And like some of them, some of like them are I'm, really good. I'm coming from like the fucking in like invasion fest. Not invasion. It was an invasion fest. What was the the invasion? Yeah, invasion. yeah, yeah. So the issue you'll have right now with WWE and everything like that is that everything's been done at least once. So yeah. as soon as someone starts doing one thing, it's it feels like, like it's repeated. It's They're recycling done. fucking storylines. Yeah. Like one of the one of the my most favorite times ever was um the the when they were running the invasion like WCW and WWF and um the return of Stone Cold um at the invasion and he fucking comes in and like stunners like fucking twenty people everyone and, and that just video fucks them up man oh there's my there's a God. video of that on Facebook and it's got like two hundred thousand likes it's stupid yeah yeah he's a fucking you the, the... Problem is you don't have like it's hard to find another person like Stone Cold. They you really, won't. You the, won't. Like the closest thing they got to it was kind of John Cena, but even at that point, like, yeah, he was everybody knew who John Cena was, but he wasn't like universally loved by everyone. Yeah. And like Stone Cold had this thing where he was like he was trying to be a bad guy, he was trying to be a heel, and half the crowd was still cheering the guy. So it, I love it when it, when he used to people used to talk and he used to say what what <laughs> what ah oh, so good so good 
They, they had so many catch. Like, do they have catchphrases now? Because like they had they, so many catchphrases back then. They do, 